this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we are rolling right along in our adventures in Acts with Almost Persuaded. Paul sails for Rome, a fateful decision, Paul's I told you so, and approaching land. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, your confession I by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word announce the grace of God unto all of you and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, shepherd of your people, you raised up James the just, brother of our Lord, to lead and guide your church. Grant that we may follow his example of prayer and reconciliation and be strengthened by the witness of his death. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Epistle Lesson for the Festival of St. James of Jerusalem is from James chapter 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes of the dispersion, greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation, because like the flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass, its flower falls and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God promised to those who love him. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Coming to his hometown, Jesus taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get his wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers, James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? 
and are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, on this day the Lord's Church remembers perhaps a very controversial saint, St. James. He is controversial not so much in what he did, namely being the head of the church in Jerusalem and being the bishop there and writing the epistle under his name, but what makes James controversial is is what is said about Jesus. This one is the son of the carpenter, is he not? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Jude? So James becomes controversial because of who he is. Is he actually the half-brother of Jesus, the true first son of both Mary and Joseph, or is James merely some sort of distant relative with the term brother being used loosely. It is interesting to note in the Gospel of Matthew at Jesus' crucifixion that Matthew refers to Mary not as Jesus' mother but as the mother of James and Joseph. Clearly, to Matthew's first readers, James and Joseph were very well known. But the prominence of James in the early church was soon eclipsed by the rising devotion to Mary in the following centuries, leading to the teaching of the perpetual virginity, meaning that she and Joseph never had relations, let alone any children. It was Martin Luther himself 
who held to this view. He writes in the small called articles, the son became man in this manner. He was conceived without the corrupt cooperation of man by the Holy Spirit was born of the pure, holy, and always Virgin Mary. However, the always Virgin only appears in the Latin and not the German text. Much later, Franz Pieper writes, if the Christology of a theologian is orthodox in all other respects, he is not to be regarded as a heretic for holding that Mary bore other children in a natural manner after she had given birth to the Son of God. So throughout history, legitimate arguments have been made on both sides of this question. Christendom has lived com comfortably with both views. This does not pertain to our salvation, whether James was the actual son of Mary and Joseph or merely a close relative. But this discussion of whether James was Jesus' actual physical half-brother or merely some other close relative does drive home the very vital fact that this is necessary for our salvation. Jesus was true man. Jesus is truly the descendant, the true man, promised to Adam and Eve after the fall when sin destroyed the universe, that he would come and undo the devil's work. He is truly the descendant of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Judah and David, true man. Just as God has promised, he is truly the one man prophesied to be born of a virgin. So this controversy surrounding James points us to the reality of Jesus' humanity. He is true God and true man. He is the Son, the second person of the Holy Trinity. He became a real human being for us men and for our salvation. The only reason that God became also true man for our salvation was therefore to save us from sin and from death and from the devil and hell. Jesus Christ, the God-man, the one person of Christ Jesus, 100% God and 100% man. So James is physically closely related to Jesus be it his half-brother or some other close relative. That's why this controversy so wonderfully drives home Jesus' humanity. And as true man, that means that Jesus is also our brother, though quite distant, distantly. He is one of us, and so he can then be our savior. But there's also a warning here as well, because Jesus is true man, not God in all of his unconcealed glory and majesty, but covered with his humanity, because Jesus is James' brother, then Jesus can easily be rejected. Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? This one is the carpenter's son, is he not? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James? Joseph, Simon, and Jude, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they kept stumbling over him. 
So the people of Jesus' hometown were saying, he is one of us, he's a common worker, he works with his hands. They saw no reason for him to be different than they are. So Satan worked through this to get the people jealous. What makes Jesus so special? Satan worked through this contempt of the familiar, the simple, and the humble. He got the people to reject Jesus by leading them to think that such a person of some humble origins could not possibly be the Messiah. By having their jealousy and their contempt cover over all the prophecies concerning Christ as a shoot coming from a chopped down tree or not having any form or beauty causing people to be attracted to him. Here we see exactly the crux of the matter. Who really is Jesus? Yes, Jesus the true man, physically, biologically, a brother of James. He is true man, an everyday man, a carpenter's son, a common worker with his hands. But Jesus, of course, is much more. He is very God himself, very God of very God. If someone thinks of Jesus as the people in his hometown did, as just one of them, as just a man, as merely the brother of James, all is lost. Then the person has missed the boat on who Jesus is, and they have rejected salvation. We remember St. James of Jerusalem this day. What makes St. James James? And St. James, and why we remember him today, because he was the physical brother of Jesus. But we also realize that he was twice the brother of Jesus, not just physically, but also spiritually. Here is Jesus' true family. From Matthew's Gospel, we read again, while he was still talking to the multitudes, Behold, his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside speaking to, seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Here Jesus says who his true and real family is, not by tie of blood, but by tie of faith, those who do the will of the Father, namely those who believe in Christ as their Savior. We would not be remembering James today unless Jesus had showed him grace and brought him into the holy family of the church, unless he became a spiritual brother during our Lord's earthly ministry in John, we see these words, for even Jesus' brothers did not believe in him, but Jesus showed a special grace towards James. And although James' conversion, when the Holy Spirit worked faith in his heart, is not recorded in Scripture, we know that at first this brother of Jesus, according to the flesh, refused to be Jesus' brother according to the faith. But that after his resurrection, and after Christ appeared to him, that after Jesus' ascension, we read from the book of Acts, all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, 
and with his brothers. So from the early days in the church of Jerusalem, after the apostles had been forced to flee, to go out into the world to proclaim the gospel, James became the head of the church in Jerusalem, its first bishop. It was James who was led by the Holy Spirit, who spoke the decree of the Gentiles who joined the church. He was led by the Holy Spirit as he confessed his faith in Jesus, his physical brother, but more importantly, his spiritual brother and his savior from sin. All the way to the end of his life, he was killed and martyred on the basis of his faith and his confession of Christ. We too, dear Christians, we've been shown the same grace by his Holy Spirit's work and word and sacrament. We've been brought to faith. We who are born sinners and hostile to God, we've been made Jesus' spiritual brothers and sisters, brought into this holy family. We don't have a close bloodline link with Jesus as James did, but we have the link of water and holy baptism, for we are all baptized into Christ's death and resurrection. We are brought into his holy family by the grace of God. The Spirit says through the Apostle John, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So St. James was twice a brother of Jesus, physically by birth and spiritually by grace. And so as we remember James today, let us rejoice that Jesus is also our brother. He is the true God, became also true man, born of the Virgin to be brother and our Savior. And let us rejoice in his grace that called both James, his earthly brother, and us into his holy family. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. prayers, we remember Professor Ryan Teets and his family as they mourn the death of his grandfather, Lloyd Teets. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. 
for the coming of the kingdom through the gift of the Holy Spirit, that we may believe the word and live godly lives in service to our neighbor. Let us pray to the Lord. For the proclamation of God's word throughout the world, that it may have free course and not be bound, and that God would break and hinder every evil plan and purpose that opposes the proclamation of his salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for deliverance from every evil of body and soul, that God would grant us safety and security and calm our trembling hearts, let us pray to the Lord. For the lonely, the depressed, and those who struggle with addiction, that God would move his faithful people to surround those in need with love and support and point them to his promise that he never forsakes his own, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for those afflicted with physical maladies, that they would faithfully look to Jesus for healing their deliverer and friend, confident in the knowledge that their sufferings in this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the faithful witness of James of Jerusalem and all the saints who have gone before us, including Lloyd, let us give thanks to the Lord, that we may find comfort and joyous promise of resurrection to eternal life, and remain faithful until our last days, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, in the communion of all your saints gathered into the one body of your Son. You have surrounded us with so great a cloud of witnesses that we, encouraged by their faith and strengthened by their fellowship, may run with perseverance the race that is set before us and together with them receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner also, after he had supped, he had taken the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Just do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in joy and peace. Amen. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. O oh God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.